Hey friend, welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast, your go-to source for how to create healthy habits that last in partnership with God. Today is a really big topic, and I acknowledge out the gate that this is not going to touch on everything around emotional eating. My hope and intention with this episode is for you to leave feeling hopeful and equipped with some tangible tools that will enable you to partner with God in navigating all that you're feeling and going through and that you're set on a path to overcome emotional eating. If you're willing to search your heart, be open to truth and love, and make some changes, then stick with me because we're diving deep today. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. As a reminder, the Vision Driven Health Podcast is under the umbrella of Mabel Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions. The biggest part of working through our emotions in partnership with God is actually taking the time to sit with him and to receive his love, which sounds easy, but I think most of us know the challenge of making time to sit and let alone sit and be still and receive. To make that just a bit easier, I want to gift you with a resource my team and I put together. It's a devotional called Confidently His, five days to restored confidence in yourself as God's beloved. Each day, you'll read a scripture and an encouragement that will then lead you into a few prompts to journal about or to ask Jesus about. You can get that totally free, my gift to you, at visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash resources. Even though I'm a health coach and I eat clean and go for organic and grass-fed food, I feel strongly that I am a foodie. (laughs) I fully appreciate the taste and delight of food. I can think of so many seasons in my life where a good amount of my thoughts centered around food. I remember thinking about food throughout all all the different stages of my childhood. I can picture vividly walking to our van after my mom picked me up from elementary school 
asking her what was for dinner. And she told me something that I was disappointed by. I can't remember what she said, but then I was like, can we still have leftover pasta wheels with that cheese? Which we'd had like the last three nights prior to that. And I loved it so much. And I remember thinking about wanting to eat it, waiting for her to pick me up. (laughs) I can also remember being in my last class before lunch in high school, debating in my mind where I'd drive to to get food, which, you know, being able to go drive off campus for lunch was super cool to do at the time. (laughs) But I was wondering, am I going to go get the California burrito with extra crispy fries, the carne asada fries? Oh, maybe I could get the breakfast burrito from Jack in the Box with the Oreo shake. Oh, but then there's the orange chicken and chow mein from Panda Express. Which one do I choose? And yes, those were all foods that I ate consistently in high school. (laughs) And then so many memories in college of making and eating all sorts of things. At one point, I was known as Chief Hungry Bear (laughs) because of my love for food and for how much I could consume in a given setting. Now, I tell you this because I want you to know that I am no stranger to the love, excitement, and comfort that food brings. Mealtimes and even late evening moments without responsibility were regularly filled with me indulging on certain foods to feel happy, good, comforted, or nostalgic. Food can be a blessing that way. I believe food is a gift from God, truly. Why would he give us taste buds if food was merely meant for nourishment? No, God's way cooler and far more creative than that. Think of all the spices and fruits and vegetables and grains and options that God has provided us to use and experiment with and create. I mean, we have an entire art centered around cooking, culinary arts. We have that for a reason. It is just amazing and good. (laughs) So all that to say, with all good things, there can be an unhealthy, harmful side when we allow the delight of a good California burrito to become a daily staple, when soda or pop or Coke or whatever you call it becomes a must-have at some point during the day, or when we allow our mind to entertain the next sweet indulgence in a moment of crisis and stress before we consider the presence of God. We can find ourselves in a pattern of emotional eating. I just want to start this by saying grace to you. You are likely working against what has been modeled to you. You're likely working against the addictions that have formed from foods that are intentionally created to keep you coming back for more. You're likely working against a culture that views self-control and discipline as oppressive. You're likely working against a lot of deep emotions that you just aren't sure what to do with or don't want to take the time to stop and feel because who likes to stop and feel sad or stressed out? Life can be very hard and cruel. It can be stressful and food can feel like a place where you can do what you want. You don't want to have to cook when you're exhausted. I get it. Fast food is easier. You don't want to have to deny yourself something that tastes good and feels good when you've been denied appreciation from those you serve and work for. You don't want to have to think about what you're eating when you've been thinking constantly about a problem that's burdening you. Friend, I hear you. And you don't have to stay there. 
you've been, you've given your life to a God who sees your pain, who understands your hurt and is committed to seeing you set free and transformed. He's not afraid of what you feel. He's no stranger to what you think. He knows your thoughts before even you do. He wants to be the place you go when things get rough. Like a good shepherd, he wants to lead you onto the path that keeps you healthy and safe. And I imagine you know that, but sometimes it's tough to do what we know is good and helpful. So I want to spend the rest of this episode talking through some tips and scripture to make this tangible. And then I'm going to give you some examples of how this could play out in an emotional eating moment. So let's start in Philippians 4, 6. It reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This passage is near and dear to me because it is what my mom would read to me when I was feeling anxious as a kid. I would be laying in my bed, scared or worried about something, and she would just kindly read this passage to me. And I so appreciate the simplicity of the direction that's given. In every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. This says so much about God and our relationship with him. We aren't telling him what to do. We are making a request for what we want to have happen. And this is my first tip for overcoming emotional eating. Present your request to God. It's simple, and yet there may be things in your life that you haven't laid before him yet. When you're feeling stressed out of your mind, you can petition the Lord to bring you peace, to give you perspective, to change the circumstances, to bring clarity, to open a new door. There are many requests that can be made. And as you bring them to the Lord, I love how verse seven says, the peace of God, which goes beyond what we can even understand or make sense, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The truth is, friend, when we lay our requests down at the feet of Jesus, God's peace guards us. But then I'm like, guards us (laughs) from what? What, what does our heart and mind need to be guarded from? Honestly, I have a feeling that anxiety and worry aren't modern issues. It's almost like Paul knew that we would lay it all out at Jesus' feet and still struggle. And so I love how it continues in verse 8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. That's a solid list of things to think of. And he doesn't say to think of it when only when you're stressed or only when you're having a hard time. That's just his encouragement, period. Think of these things. Because the cool thing is, there's actually scientific research to show that when our mind focuses on those kinds of things, we actually create new neural pathways that increase happiness, satisfaction, and it even improves your physical health. So that's tip number two. 
to think on these things. All of those adjectives, truth, noble, what's right, pure, lovely, admirable, all of those adjectives describe scripture. We can think on God's word. We can think of God's faithfulness in our life. We can think about what we have to be grateful for. There's so many things that we can think about, but I want you to know also that this doesn't mean that to just have positive thinking and that, you know, you're supposed to just forget whatever you're going through. You're supposed to try and cover up the feelings of stress and overwhelm that you have with positive thoughts. No, that's, that's what verse six says. It says we need to face it. It says we need to present those requests to God, but then we need to trust him and we need to allow his peace to fill us up because then verse nine says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Friend, you have to put this into practice. This is one of those things like I talked about in my last episode 50 on how things can just seem so simple that almost too simple that we don't even do it. It isn't difficult to sit and pray. But it can be very difficult to get ourselves to sit and pray. It can be difficult to break a pattern of seeing food a certain way, of using food a certain way, or of viewing food, excuse me, or of viewing what's possible for your health in a certain way. And it can just be difficult to give yourself grace when you actually feel like you're giving it to God and you feel like you've been in prayer about it and you're still using those late nights to cope with sweets and indulgences when you're just feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Friend, this isn't a quick fix thing. It takes time to turn the ship. But as you as you make that turn, I want you to know that Jesus is with you and that his peace is abundant and available. And there are simple things that you can practice to move you in the right direction. And so that's tip number three, to practice what you've learned and received that can support you in dealing with the emotions that have been driving you to eat in a way that you know is not supportive of your health. Do you need to get outside for a 10 minute walk every day? Do you need to turn on some worship music? Do you need to call a friend? Do you need to spend some more time journaling and writing it out, laying out your thoughts and feelings and just being raw and honest with God? Do you need to sit and pray? Do you need to schedule some time for yourself this weekend? You just are feeling like it's go, 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 go. And it's demand after demand over you. And you just need that time for yourself. Whatever enables you to take what you're feeling and going through and actually process it in a healthy way with Jesus, that's what you want to practice. So what does this look like practically? Okay, let's just say, you're a young mom. It's 1130 AM and your kids have been straight crazy all morning. You feel like you've been constantly disciplining and correcting. Your kids are just on the edge. And of course, now you're on the edge. You're tired from the night before. Maybe you've still got a little that wakes up in the middle of the night. Your house is a mess, but you can't clean it because the kids need you and they're all over the place. 
and you know that you've got like three loads of laundry you need to do, which you should probably start. But then as you do it, it piles up. It has to get folded. It has to get put away. And you're like, oh my gosh, and I totally forgot to go to the grocery store and I need to get stuff for dinner. You're feeling stressed and spent. And less than two hours later, you finally get your kids down for a nap or the older ones are, you know, doing their quiet time. And you're like, all right, this is me time. And then you find yourself in the pantry munching on some animal crackers. (laughs) You catch yourself and you're like, okay, I'm going to put these back. And you choose to give yourself grace because normally what you do is you recognize what you're doing. You don't like what you're doing, but you figure, hey, I'm already doing it. And you continue eating the crackers until you feel uncomfortable. But instead you say, you know what? I've only had a couple. I'm putting these back. I'm going to give myself some grace and I'm choosing to to change how this is going to go. And you put on some worship music. You spend some time with the Lord and you find yourself shifting entirely. You find yourself feeling so grateful that you have the kids that you do, that you have the home that you do, that you have the opportunity to be with them throughout the day. And the Lord in his grace gives you that peace. Another example, you're a working lady and you come home after an exhausting day. There's some big things that you're facing in your life right now. And in some ways, work is a distraction from those but work is also stressful too. And now you're trading the stress of work for the stress at home. 8.30 p.m. rolls around and you start thinking about the chocolate-covered almonds you have in the pantry. The second half of that 16-ounce container you started the other night starts calling your name. But then you remember, you're focusing on doing this differently. Just earlier today, you'd been trying to focus on God's peace and his presence while recalling psalms to encourage you. So you walk over to that container that's, like I said, halfway full because you ate eight ounces of chocolate-covered almonds a couple nights ago. And you pull out three pieces and you close the lid. And you enjoy those chocolate-covered almonds. This is a major victory. The time you spent with the Lord earlier in the day to try to navigate the feelings and emotions you had You were able to recall that later on and to make a choice that, hey, still enjoys those chocolate-covered almonds, but it didn't end up putting you in a place that you would regret and putting you in a place that would not serve your body. Okay, I've got one more example for you. You wake up in the morning and you're already feeling discouraged because you know what the day is going to require of you, and it's a lot. Before you turn on your phone, you decide to grab your devotional and your Bible and sit down and read it. As you're reading it, you're reminded of God's presence. You actually feel him there with you. His peace starts to come upon you. And you're reminded of what's possible when you fix your gaze on him. You start to begin to pray into everything that you know you've got for the day, over every single situation that feels daunting, that you're not looking forward to. And you just begin to invite God into that. This process only took you about 15, maybe 20 minutes, and you feel like a totally new woman. You turn on some worship music, you start getting ready for the day, and at work, you find yourself considering how to love and support your coworkers. The usual trip to the the break room where all the donuts are doesn't feel necessary today. And God even ends up providing a cool opportunity where you are able to encourage one of your coworkers. You end up making really good choices for 
lunch and snacks throughout the day and you actually just feel nourished and light and energetic and you come home and you're excited to pour into your family. And that night you remember there's some leftover cake from the weekend and you recall how usually (laughs) you'd eat that whole thing in one sitting. But having started the day that the way that you did and making the choices that you have, you remember the vision that you're sticking with for your health and you take hold of God's grace in that moment and you opt out of the dessert entirely for that night. Friend, I don't know what circumstances look like for you right now. And I know that oftentimes there just isn't a quick, easy fix. I can say, honestly, coming out of one of the hardest seasons that I've faced, that God is so good and he is faithful when we bring our burdens to him. There is unexplainable peace and joy. And I'm not interested in giving the enemy space to work and to take stress and to turn it into something that affects our physical well-being and just causes this cascade of issues. Food doesn't have to be our comfort. It can be what it's intended to be, a place of delight and joy and nourishment without it going into a healthy direction. There's hope for you. And so I just bless you with revelation of God's presence and his peace. I pray that the Holy Spirit would prompt you to focus on the Lord. Whatever things in your heart and your mind have been weighing you down, have been driving you to make those emotional eating choices. I pray that the Lord would lead you in laying them before him, that he would give you clarity, that he would give you wisdom, that he would show you what's true and what you can have hope and faith in. I pray that in Jesus' name. And friend, I just hope that this has been encouraging. I would love to hear if it was. As always, I, I encourage you to email me. You can email me at visiondrivenhealth at gmail.com. But otherwise, friend, I'm going to leave you with that. The Lord's peace and the hope that you have in him for emotional eating. And be sure to tune in in a couple days. I'll be back on Wednesday for the Holy and Hungry devotional, where I'm going to be going into even more scripture and talking about how the Lord is with us in this health journey. Be blessed today, friend. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcast and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Made Well Mastermind. Use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.